Welcome into the Hoops Post Game Show brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical. I am Jake Bakovin sitting in with you, celebrating uh, as uh, you maybe make it from the, the crowd from Pinnacle Bank Arena. I heard it was a good crowd. It was an entertaining game, especially if you like halftime dunk contest from the football team and just second half dominance from the basketball team as Nebraska pulls away from what was a Defensive battle in the first half, we can call it, uh, into a big win for Nebraska, scoring 45 total points in the second half. Nebraska wins 73-55 to over the Golden Gophers, redeeming the loss earlier this year in Minneapolis, where Minnesota stormed back with their own second half uh, to up in Nebraska back then. Today was all about Juwan Gary. Career-high 22 points, 8 rebounds as well, 4 of 7 from deep, 7 of 13 from the field, and 18 second-half points, and he was uh, kind of scoring or assisting on, on many of them that led to Nebraska getting the big lead, also knocking down a few free throws during that stretch as well. Four or four from the free throw line for Gary, 16 of 19 altogether uh, from the Nebraska basketball team from the free throw line. Just a great performance against the Minnesota team in Nebraska. you got to keep in mind one of the hottest teams in the Big Ten, the only team entering today with a, with a three-game winning streak. Minnesota, though, had a two-game winning streak and and had really been rattling off a, a good a stretch of games here since Nebraska played them. Remember, early in the season, um, Minnesota was was uh, not seen as a very good team. They were uh, uh, one of the worst teams last year. They did knock Nebraska's uh, out of the Big Ten tournament last season, but that was obviously, obviously a big disappointment for the way for Nebraska to lose and, and finish their final game last year. If you remember, they had the chance to, to go above 500 that loss Kept them at 500. They weren't able to get any more postseason after that. Um, but uh, that's the past. This is now, and now we celebrate because the Huskers, once again, with a big victory and get victory number 20 on the season. You don't get a whole lot of uh, opportunities to say that as a Nebraska basketball fan. I believe it's the third 20-plus win season uh, since Danny Nee and the boys had him going back in 1998 when uh, Teron Lue was on the team. Of course, Teron Lue's career long and over to the point that he is a, a veteran head coach now. In, 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 in the NBA. So uh, just crazy where the time has gone. And, and through there's a lot of suffering Nebraska basketball fans, but it feels like that is a thing of the past. And I just can't wait to see what's next for this, this team now on a four-game winning streak. Um, we do know what's next as far as, as, as who they'll play, which is Ohio State here in a couple of games, days, which looks a lot more difficult than it did if you've been tracking Ohio State. They knocked off uh, Purdue a few days ago, what was it last week, I suppose, last Sunday, and then uh, knocking off Michigan State today. So that should be a bit more of a, of a difficult game. But in any case, this game, uh, Nebraska did what they needed to do to get the win. It is a blowout, so there's not necessarily this detail or that detail um, that's going to make you too excited or to make that I should say should make the biggest difference. It was just kind of in, in totality that Nebraska was able to win this game. Uh, as far as getting excited, though, I do think that you should should point out that, you know, Minnesota, while not the greatest rebounding team of all time, uh, has a, a formidable front, and Nebraska was able to out-rebound Minnesota 44-38 to in this game, including getting 11 offensive rebounds for Nebraska, still allowing 10 for Minnesota. It's probably uh, still a little bit high, but uh, I, I think that what, what's got to stand out the most, and, and Minnesota was able to... You know, maybe when Nebraska was was a little bit lackadaisical in uh, that game, I mean, it was a blowout, and it looked like it as as much at, at some time. Some of the shots they were taking, um, but 
So Nebraska was able to hold uh, Minnesota to 55 points total. 35 in the second half, like I said, uh, that's probably too much. But 20 in the first half, and it, this Nebraska basketball defense has really, really taken the next step. I was listening to the the call on the network earlier, and uh, that's one of the first things that Fred Hoiberg was talking about now that since Nebraska, well, since February started this last month, and what you know, what better time in basketball to get hot um, uh, rather than February leading into, of course, March madness and all of that is that their defense is, 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 is really lights out top, like top five in the country. And this is, this is going to continue that. Um, so, I mean, that's definitely something you, you, you take out of this game and, and get excited about moving forward. The other thing is, and, and we've been kind of tracking this the last couple of games, Nebraska again, now on a four game winning streak. This particular game, Kasey Tominaga struggled. He was in foul trouble. Um, you know, just wasn't ever able able to get it going. We know he's lethal from deep, 0 of 4 from beyond the arc. And I, I don't say all this to highlight, hey, Tominaga can have an off day. And, and certainly, <laughs> I mean, the guy's been averaging nearly 20 for the last five games. Um, he, he maybe deserves one here and there. But it's rather the fact that, I mean, this has kind of been happening for Nebraska, and they're able to overcome it when one of their players that they usually rely on, in Casey Tamanagi, your leading scorer throughout the year, doesn't have his best game because there's so many different weapons. Uh, again, I think this, you know, as you look at the last three games, uh, two games ago, Bryce didn't have it going. Last, you know, the last game, Matt Mass just couldn't get it going. Um, and then this game, uh, Casey Tamanaga didn't have his best game. But throughout that, people have been stepping up. And then the other thing that's kind of a continuity from last game as well is Jamarcus Lawrence filling in that role off the bench. He's been starting at the at the kind of the one uh, all year long. They moved him kind of off ball off the bench, and he's really starting to feel good and, and should have got a four point play in my opinion. Uh, but uh, hit back to back threes to help him get eleven points uh, and four rebounds on the night. Four turnovers led the team. That's still a little bit high, um, but uh, again. Some of that in the second half when I, I think guys were going for highlights, or I think there was a, a, a also a, one time where he just uh, was planning a handoff for with Wilcher. I don't know necessarily whose fault that was, but it was a miscommunication. Um, but I thought Lawrence played well, and Hoiberg and, and Wilcher um, both finishing with no points tonight as well. Um, and and again, that's can be seen as well. That I mean they had been leading your bench, but it's kind of the same thing I was saying about those star players. The secondary players are doing the same thing as well, where it's like one night Lawrence can go off. We've seen Wilcher go off plenty. Uh, Hoiberg makes, you know, difference-making plays. And tonight, yes, he did not score, but he had five rebounds, three assists, a steal. I mean, so it's not just staring at points and and, and drawing to the conclusions that they had bad games, because I don't think they did. But just in the scoring column, it's amazing to see both with both their stars and their bench Kind of a rotating, you don't not a feeling that you don't have to have it necessarily tonight because there's somebody else that will. And again, uh, tonight that was Jawan Gary. Who, um, I mean, if you can add him uh, hitting four of seven from beyond the arc, and I know that that's in a good day. There, there's certain games where I'm a little bit worried about Gary taking seven shots from deep. But once you start feeling it, uh, you know that that basket feels a whole lot bigger. And uh, Gary was able to knock plenty down. Um, so. I, it's just the depth of this team, and it's it's not like it's not the depth where you go. Okay, well, there's nine or ten deep. Interested to see maybe you know with some injuries, you know if, if Eli Rice comes back, if he can um, can help out in any way uh, down the stretch. Uh, I think he's a, a freshman that probably needed this time uh, to develop. But in any case, um, so it's not like they're nine or ten deep or anything. It's just that the eight that they have 
are so reliable. They know their role. They all have like a very defined role and they complement each other's game very well. Now they're not a, a complete team. Again, you could have, you know, probably a true point guard, um, you know, in certain matchups, you could have probably uh, some bigs that could help you out more athletic bigs, I suppose. Again, so no, no team in, in college basketball is going to be, you know, it's tough to argue for a complete team and Nebraska's not quite that, but I mean, they just each know the roles and play so well off each other. Um, heck of a win for Nebraska, again, destroying Minnesota in the second half, uh, ultimately to the tune of 45-35, but that was with some late points there for Minnesota. Nebraska ultimately wins 73-55 to after just an eight-point lead at half. And with that, let's welcome in Austin Orman, who was at the game. I've got a few questions about the dunk contest, but we can get to that later. First, uh, what were your thoughts here on Nebraska's 73-55 to win over the Gophers, getting them into the... 20th victory overall and 10th in conference play. 20 is a big number, Bach. Uh, I, I know a few weeks ago, a lot of people were saying that 20 was the magic number. I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but I think Nebraska did what it had to do pretty much all around. You could see from the jump that Nebraska was locked in defensively. They were in tune on the offensive glass, right? That's what killed Nebraska in the last you know 20 minutes of the game up in Minneapolis. It was a focus. You could tell um, Nebraska in terms of the rebounding margin, just in that first half alone, in terms of, you know, setting the tone, the Huskers pulled down 23 rebounds. I think Minnesota had 22 in the first half. Yeah, they did. But it felt like Nebraska really set the tone, right? Only five offensive rebounds for Minnesota in, in that first half. And again, that's what killed Nebraska. They played pretty even there, four offensive rebounds for for the Big Red in the first half. But it was balanced, right? Jawan Gary came out on fire to start the second half. Bryce Williams, steady as she goes, good first and second halves. Rank Mass made plays here and there. Josiah Alec when his number was called. But Jamarcus Lawrence, again, I think we're in the the renaissance for Jamarcus Lawrence. He came on about this time last year, really really exploded onto the scene. He's doing it again this year, right? It was good to see him, you know, have confidence. His first possession in the game, the pull-up mid-range, hit a couple of three-pointers. So all in all, Bach. One of the more complete performances I think we've seen from Nebraska, despite the way the game started out. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, and both teams, uh, you know, struggled out of the gate. And, and you can say Nebraska's defense has been stellar over these last several games. So, you know, I think that played into it. Nebraska's on offense, you know, they're missing bunnies here and there. But I think that that's what's, you know, it, it, it it's something that I, I don't fear, I guess, as opposed to watching uh, previous Nebraska basketball teams where it's like, they're just not going to get out of this slump. Eventually, we know this team can shoot well enough that they're going to get it. Minnesota, again, 35 points in any half is a lot. So the second half, you could say they, they kind of got, but that's kind of sloppy. Um, n- Minnesota never really got it going. They hit a few threes, uh, again, somewhat uncontested when the game was out of hand. But like truly with their offense and in, in, in when the game was kind of on the line, mm-hmm. wasn't there because Nebraska's defense was shutting it down. It, it wasn't. It felt there for a minute like we were kind of in Penn State territory where Minnesota had that, I think, 6 nothing run to creep back in it to cut it to 12. Mm-hmm. And then they went cold. Nebraska hit a bucket or just kind of back and forth. What I liked about this block was that Nebraska didn't let mistakes compound, right? That's how the game got out of hand in Minneapolis. But whenever Nebraska would turn it over, I think about the case of the offensive foul, the little little push-off that I still don't think moved pain yeah. that much. wasn't a full arm extension or anything, but then they forced the Minnesota turnover the next possession. Alternated traveling calls a few times, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't necessarily a thing of beauty at every point, but Nebraska controlled that game. Again, they start the second half with a stop, and then they go down, they get an and one right after that. Just even that first possession after halftime, is really told us a lot about Nebraska. 
Yeah, it, it, it was an exciting time if you're at Pinnacle Bank Arena uh, and hopefully, you know, partying. I know it's Sunday, but maybe party <laughs> a little bit tonight before the work week starts. So we'll continue this party here with the postgame show in just a minute. You've heard our thoughts. We want to get to some of yours uh, and we'll run down what the next couple games look like for Nebraska as well. That's coming up next on the Hoops postgame show. I'm Jake Bachman. He's Austin Orman. We're brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical, and we'll be back after this. Here on the Who's Post Game Show, brought to you by Action Plumbing, Heating, AC, and Electrical. I'm Jake Bauckham, and he is Austin Orman, and we are celebrating a victory for your Corn Huskers tonight, 73 to 55 over the Golden Gophers. Uh, who uh, I, I kind of thought about it today. I'm a little sad. I, I like the kind of rivalry that Nebraska and Minnesota has, and I'm sad that uh, that's going to be out of the rotation next year for football. But uh, so this is the last time we have to think about the Gophers for a while, I suppose, <laughs> in that in that sense. But I'm sure they'll match up in some other sports. In any case, Nebraska gets to win once again. Gary Creighe, 22 points, leading the Huskers tonight. As we look at the Big Ten standings, things getting pretty interesting now uh, with uh, Nebraska taking over sole possession. Of that fifth spot, Michigan State uh, once again today falling to Ohio State. Therefore, at 10-7, and seven, Nebraska is, in, again, in sole position of fifth. Uh, Michigan State now sliding to sixth at 9-8. and eight. And Wisconsin and Northwestern just a half game up on Nebraska at 10-6 and six in the conference uh, for third and fourth there. So as you're looking at Nebraska, still a goal uh, that's very achievable now as you look out in front of it for the Husker team is not just make the NCAA tournament, which is all Nebraska fans have been asking for, but uh, maybe have some momentum going in, maybe get the double bye in the Big Ten tournament, maybe make a run in the Big Ten tournament, uh, and obviously that double bye would help. Uh, again, you have to figure Nebraska, one of the hottest teams in the league, I'd, you'd probably say the hottest, the hottest as far as win streaks go, with four straight wins, uh, some of the commentary off of uh, the text line and on YouTube and Twitter and Twitch, uh, which thank you guys for listening as well as Facebook, is that Nebraska has not just been winning, but they've been winning by double figures. They've been dominating uh, these last four games. So Nebraska definitely feels like the hottest team in the Big Ten. Also, just the third team to 20 wins in the Big Ten as mm-hmm. Wisconsin's still at 18 and Northwestern now at 19. How do you feel like Nebraska compares compared to their Big Ten uh, companions right now? Obviously, Purdue's always kind of been in, in, in a league of their own, but uh, again, Nebraska having already beaten Purdue, uh, taking Illinois to overtime, beat Northwestern, beat North- Wisconsin. Uh, again, I think there's this, this just feeling because Nebraska historically needs to win that NCAA tournament, and you know we just don't have good feelings about tournament runs but i think there's i think we almost need to get past this feeling of hey we might make it to they're gonna make it and and now what can they do to get a run going if nebraska misses the tournament i mean this would be like a peak nebraska football collapse yeah at this point i mean nebraska is in the field i am all but assuredly confident of that i'm starting to look forward to matchups that's honestly honestly where i'm at now to take it small picture, Nebraska's right about where I thought they'd be. I think where they're at right now is probably the higher end of where I think we were hoping they would be to challenge for an NCAA tournament berth in terms of where they stand in the league. They've got a pretty good you know, resume when it compares head-to-head in the conference, right? They've won some of those tiebreakers. I mean, only getting Michigan State once I think is helpful. Could have had Illinois, which comes into play, but you split with Northwestern. That's interesting. Split with Wisconsin. That works out in your favor, I think. So... Within the conference, I think Nebraska's in an all-right spot. Now, Michigan State needed to keep winning, <laughs> and they let a golden opportunity slip away. Um, 
Northwestern is probably the team you want to, to lose a little bit, but that takes a little luster off of that win and of that loss. So if you're more concerned about Big Ten tournament seeding, you're rooting against Northwestern, Wisconsin, Michigan State, even Iowa to some degree. Minnesota was just a half game back you coming into today. But if you're rooting for NCAA tournament seeding, you probably want Northwestern to pick it up. I mean, Michigan State to finish strong. Um, even Iowa, to some degree, you might be rooting for. Not to catch you, but that was that was a bad loss. So you want to face them again and be the one that, that knocks them out, I think. So it really depends to me, Bach, on if you're more concerned about Nebraska's conference tournament seeding or NCAA tournament seeding. Hmm. Uh, very interesting. And then another thing I wanted to ask you, just as I know you watch a lot of ACC with Duke, uh, and uh, we don't have to get into Kyle Filipowski or anything like that right now. I'm sure we'll do that plenty on our shows tomorrow with the court storming and whatnot. Um, but the Big Ten, like, because it is one thing to look at Nebraska opposed to its, its peers in the Big Ten. It's been a great season. Uh, again, a 10th conference victory. That doesn't happen too much in, in Nebraska basketball history. Um, but, you know, and, and, and you mentioned something, and I'll let you say what John Beeline said, but... It feels like this Nebraska team is also somewhat kind of built for a tournament run. Like, I mean, you're right. You, you can get, um, you know, if you can get hot, right? I mean, it's a, mm-hmm. a three-point shooting team, but they have the defense to back it up. Um, so I, it's not just that they look good in the standings. It's like, you know, this team is pretty well put together. But my question to you is, is anybody in the Big Ten going to be able to make a run? Because it's been a, a, a tough two years. And again, you haven't had a champion since the year 2000. It's starting to feel more and more like Purdue's year. It really is. I'm still just not sold on their guards. Mm. I'm not. Yeah. Um, and the middle of the Big Ten can beat most anybody any given night, but they can also get run out of the gym pretty much any given night. So someone is going to win the conference tournament, right? I mean, that's just how it works. Someone, Someone's going to get hot and win you know, probably three games in a row, maybe four, but... When it comes to the NCAA tournament, I'm still just not sold on the Big Ten as a whole. Yeah. For Purdue, I think it's going to come down to matchups. Wisconsin, we'll see. They grinded their way, I think, to the NIT Final Four last year. Um, I haven't been a big fan of their style all year. Illinois, I think, has maybe the ceiling that tells you they could make a run to, to the second weekend and maybe beyond. But they're like bottom third, bottom quartile nationally in you know, allowing points at the rim. If you let people get layups on you constantly, that's not a good way to win mm-hmm. games. Um, so I'm not necessarily sold on anyone in the Big Ten as a Final Four participant, maybe get lucky, sneak one to the Elite Eight. But, man, they should at least have some more first and second round success, right? Even if they're, you know, seeds six through 11, maybe 12, you would like to think at least half the Big Ten teams should get out of that round. They just haven't even done that recently. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a little. <laughs> if if the if that trend continues, uh, maybe that's something you can work on uh, at your office pool. There's don't pick too many Big Ten teams, but of course, if Nebraska makes it, we plenty of us will be picking them. And I shouldn't again again say you're moving past the if question into where what's it going to look like mm-hmm. uh, and how hot is this team going to be when they get there. Once again, the next game at Ohio State, five thirty on FS1 here coming up on Thursday. Ohio State looks a lot more lot tougher than they did just a couple games ago, and the numbers actually like Ohio State. If 
you're looking at that sort of thing too so uh maybe it could be another second road win for the for nebraska in the big 10 and looking for their fifth win in a row you're looking beyond that rutgers and then at michigan who is the worst team in the big 10 so still uh looks like a, a pathway for nebraska to get to that top four seed and a double buy uh we got to go ahead and move on uh, as there's a stack lineup here on ticket weeknights uh get your happy on hour coming up next with ricky simmons once again we will be back uh thursday to uh, celebrate hopefully another road victory against Ohio State, celebrating a victory tonight at home against Minnesota. Uh, stay tuned to 93.7 The Ticket.